seven of Yellow Jackets, Burial is over, but we are just getting started talking about it here on Post Show Recaps. It's the Yellow Jackets podcast. I'm Jeff Sterling here with my co-host who just spent the entire day caring for a baby goat, Grace Leader. It, it ate the rope. It ate the rope. What do I do? It ate the rope. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Too bad you don't have your phone. You can't Google. What yeah, if I had my phone, ropes. I When I told you you had to take care of a kid, did you think this is what I meant? clever it's very clever yeah. <laughs> yeah. very smart um a good episode i thought um very uh, i thought interesting i thought interest edited interestingly i thought which we'll get into um specifically the end where it's like you know they're all happy in the present day but also completely sort of like letting out their frustration in the in the in the in the in the yeah uh 90s and then obviously uh, the cliffhanger being more police drama. Adam. <laughs> so. Adam, the guy who just won't die, even though yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to say this is one of my favorite episodes of the season. And it's, yeah. it's mostly due to the fact that this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for the adults to gather around, to get together, to spend time together. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much everything that I wanted. Um, and I was really, really happy to see it. Some, I, I will quibble with like a few choices here and there. Um, but overall, I'm really satisfied with this episode. I thought like all the acting performances were really outstanding, mm-hmm. uh, both on the young and the old side. Not old. I shouldn't say old. Uh, both on the 90s and the present day side. I thought everyone like was really killing it. Um, but yeah, like they keep leaving us grace, like on these endings that do feel like, oh, you want to just hit play on the next episode, right? Like Mm -hmm. last, you know, we, like the two episodes ago, it was Shauna giving birth last episode. It was, oh, was there, I guess there wasn't necessarily as much. Oh, well, I guess everyone's meeting. Shauna's crying, but also everyone, all the adults are meeting up this episode. It's, oh, Hey, Adam's body's been found. And not only that, Lottie's been beaten to a pulp. Yeah, yeah, so, we'll get into it. I mean, I don't think I was right last week about like uh, maybe they'll all turn on <laughs> Lottie, but um, <laughs> definitely some interesting theories from last week's episode in the uh, in in the Discord, uh, uh, which we can get into um, that I think are relevant to this week's episode as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, let's do a quick little plot recap here, and then we'll get into talking about the episode proper. Season 2, Episode 7, Burial. The blizzard has finally cleared in the aftermath of Shauna giving birth, and the team makes their way outside to get some fresh air. Misty overhears Mari's suspicions of Misty's involvement in Crystal's disappearance and immediately rallies the troops to go look for her friend. Misty's acting chops are put to the test as she attempts to break off from the group to hide Crystal's body upon hearing the others plan to eat her if she's found dead. Misty catches a freshly shaven Coach Ben intentionally making his way towards the cliffside, and she begs him not to jump, not wanting another death on her hands. He concedes. Elsewhere, Van is trying to figure out what her purpose is and why she's still alive. Lottie implores Ty to explore the side of her that is connected to the wilderness, and Shauna buries her baby under a pile of rocks and sits in the meat shed, needing to talk to a Jackie that is no longer there. Plagued by visions of her teammates eating her baby, Shauna explodes at the team. Lottie sacrifices herself and tells Shauna to let out her pain. Shauna beats Lottie to a pulp, and by the end, it appears Lottie is barely clinging to life. 
in the present timeline, our Yellow Jackets are finally reunited. They all must choose various workshops. Uh, Shauna must care for a kid, a goat that is. Despite herself, she begins to care for the goat and refuses to allow it to be injured in her care. Ty is made to paint an entire building with a small makeup brush. Misty goes into a deprivation tank where she experiences a musical-like dream where an anthropomorphized Caligula gives her advice and Walter reveals his feelings for Misty in Morse code. Misty immediately calls Walter to confess her feelings for him. Van tells Ty that she has cancer and only a few months to live, and Lottie discovers that her new therapist was just a hallucination, and she goes to tell the women to leave, but they spend time together catching up and spilling tea. We end the episode with Jeff calling Shauna to tell her that Adam's body was found in the park. And that's what happened on Yellow Jackets. A very fun cameo from John Cameron Mitchell in this episode playing Caligula. That was very, I was very excited. Uh, to I see really enjoyed the the thing they did, like they how they did it, where he's like in this bird costume, but then he takes off yeah. the head part, yeah. and he yeah. still has like a little yeah. beak as a yeah. nose, and yeah. the hair was very like floppy and bird like. I thought yeah. it was wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know where do we where do we want to where do we want to begin. <sighs> There's so much in this episode, right? Um, do you want to just start with Ty and Van? Because I do feel like, I mean, not to pat myself on the back at all, but like, yeah. did call the Van is ill thing. Van has cancer. Yeah. A few months to live. Um, so, yeah. Um, sad. Not not great. But I, again, I'm pretty much still, I think, on Van is up to no good in the, in the present day uh, storyline. Yeah. I think... Because I feel like who who might be trying to get some good out of uh, blood sacrifices than someone who has cancer? Okay, that's fair. But I, mm -hmm. I just feel like she's so resigned to it at this point. And based on all her reactions to like the woo-woo stuff that is going on, and uh, to use Ty's terms, it doesn't feel like she's leaning into the spirit of it all, right? And like I've read yeah, all her reactions. <laughs> read all her reactions to Lottie as very like they really hadn't seen each other in a long time um I could be totally misunderstanding or misreading the situations but I really did like the kind of parallel of adult Van basically being like I only have a few months to live I wasn't even going to tell you you know like uh, you know I'm she's kind of resigned to her fate and we have a teen Van being like why have I been saved so many times what is my purpose um, it's so interesting to kind of have like the person wondering why they're alive and then the same person closer to death. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, so I am kind of jumping all over the place, but, but Lottie, um, is her therapist not real? Her therapist, oh, her therapist is hundred percent is not real. Um, she's a vision. So what you wonder is like, is she been avoiding actual therapy this long then? Because right. she's been going to quote unquote therapy, which isn't actually therapy. It's just her imagination right it's her um, mental illness you know i mean yeah i mean all of this uh i mean the the way that that i feel like is related to van is just that i i don't know it does feel like you know last week we got the it came back with us you know it came back it's been here i think that you know i think between ty participating in some you know blood sacrifice stuff with the dog and the election going well like it does feel like you know it, you know I don't know. It does feel like somebody has to be up to something who we haven't seen. And I really don't think it's because like Misty's killed somebody. I feel like if they're like, if Misty was doing sneaky stuff, we'd see it. I don't feel like it's Shauna. I feel like we're getting very in depth of like what's happening with, with Shauna, you know, so that essentially leaves, I don't think it's Nat. 
I don't think it's Nat. So that leaves like Van and Van Lottie. Is, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. Van is yeah. the one with like the one of the more mysterious pasts in that we haven't been following her journey this entire time. Like we have with some of the other yellow jackets. Uh-huh. So I, I wouldn't be like, I don't think it's completely out of line for that. And the missing nighttime escapade. Yeah. Trust it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's just hard for me to read Van as any, anything but genuine. Cause she's like, she's never really shown to be someone who's uh, very manipulative. You know, she's always been someone who's like had ties back and tried to help I- her out. I don't know that it needs to be that she's being manipulative, but she definitely could be a sh- like, I, I feel like there's so much shame in, in them of like what they did out there. And I feel like if Van is feeling like she tried something and, and I, I think that to, to bring this into some of the conversation I was talking about, about the interesting conversation, in the discord. And I don't know if you talked about this on the feedback show or the deep dive, but this idea that, there was this idea that the the praying was for the baby and the fact that actually the praying might have been for Shauna and that the wilderness, we talked last week about whether did, did it, do, will the, the other yellow jackets feel like Lottie's leadership actually failed. And I feel like this episode says, no, they actually feel like it worked and not in the way we thought, not about the baby, but right. that Shauna survived that yeah. actually what the, the, the power of the wilderness and that their sacrifices that were being listened to and the wilderness is there for you or whatever was actually to save Shauna. And that, um, you know, there's some talk about like the way the placenta came out and all this stuff of like, actually like, Shauna could have died as well. And the, and the prayers were actually um, saved Shauna. Yeah. So shout out to Jankers in our, um, in our discord, uh, patreon.com slash pusher recaps. If you want to become a patron. Um, yeah, they did talk about how, because we, we had talked about on the deep dive podcast, like it, it feels unrealistic the way they portrayed it because that certainly would have killed Shauna. But what Jankers is saying and what you're kind of saying is like, no, the whole point is that, the girls were praying to the wilderness to save Shauna, not the baby. And that actually worked because Shauna is still alive. And all I do like that, that, that way that that is being looked at. I like looking at it through that lens. It makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I do think we see this episode that all of the girls are like, well, Shauna's alive. Like it worked. Maybe we need to pray to the wilderness to find crystal, you know, right. like, or talk to, t- and now Lottie is now talking to Ty because, she knows that Ty is the one who like has right because in front of everyone, Van had said, "Ty, you're connected. You were the right. you were the reason we found Javi." So Lottie is trying to pull Ty in. I did notice that when they have this moment where they they all hold hands, uh, and we kind of the way the camera is angled is we're looking up at them from like inside the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, when they all are saying this whole like, "Uh, we believe in the wilderness, and the wilderness believes in us," or whatever they're saying. Ty is like the only one who isn't also saying it. Her mouth is not moving. Mm. She's not saying the words, um, which I thought was fascinating. But yeah, like it is interesting that they all still very much believe in Lottie. They believe in her powers. They believe in her connection to the wilderness. Um, And I think the tough part is uh, we're still seeing the same level of isolation in Shauna as a result because Shauna like – I, if I'm Shauna, I have a hard time believing that like anything good happened here. You know, the girls are looking at it from the view point of, well, Shauna's still alive at the, at least. And Shauna's looking at it as like, my baby is dead and this is horrible. And what is she, how does she go on from here? What is she supposed to do from here? 
Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. no, go ahead. I was just, I was just saying it, I, yeah. we, the, the thing that to me was so interesting last week was about, you know, was the idea of exploring the aftermath of this terrible situation and how it would affect people's faiths. And I, you know, I really didn't, I, I was, I'm so in the Shauna camp of like, yeah, that wasn't good that I was not seeing that like, you know, and really ever thinking, I think probably because we know Shauna was, you know, I've seen adult Shauna. We know so I'm she like, lives. Yeah, yeah, we know she lives. So I'm not thinking even for a moment that Shauna dying is a possibility. But it makes absolute sense that the girls out there and Coach Ben, um, Travis and Javi would think that potentially there was a chance that Shauna could have died from this. And that um, actually their their prayers and the, the fact that Shauna uh, is alive actually reaffirms their faith um, even through tragedy because that was a big thing we were talking about last week of like Mm -hmm. how will this affect their belief system and i actually feel like the show did a really good job of you know not using any of the things i said but uh uh, saying like this is how it reaffirms their faith this is how it entrenches them even further in this idea that the wilderness provides so i thought it was really fascinating and a really um interesting um you know choice uh for them and one that makes complete sense i think I I totally agree with you. And especially I feel like from Shauna's perspective, I felt, I feel like they handled it very well, specifically with like Sophie Nelise and like her performance and how she played Shauna this episode of wanting, right. She needs alone time. She goes out by herself. She puts the baby under this like rock formation. I assume mm-hmm. it's just like a temporary thing until she can bury the body. It seems to me again, yeah, I don't know. The for sure. ground would be, the ground would be too hard to bury the body. Exactly. And I can't imagine her wanting to do the same thing with Jack. I, you know, after what happened with Jackie, I don't think that they want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the anger that she has, right. She keeps getting these flashes of remembering everyone eating the baby she sees the baby blanket covered in blood and yeah. she tosses it in the fire again we're looking at it like if you're looking at like the sacrifice right like the wilderness provides when she dripped a nose her nosebleed on the blanket a couple yeah. birds drop from the sky yeah. uh, does the power of the blood have you know stop the blizzard we don't know um but I, I really did appreciate the moments where she she's just she's full of rage right like i think mm-hmm. It's one of those things where everyone has a different way of dealing with uh, traumatic incidences and like and different emotional reactions. Like what is your what is the emotion that is at the surface for yourself? Right. Is it sadness? Is it uh, desperation? Is it fear? Is it anger? And I think sh- mine is confusion, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mine, like Shauna, is anger. I'm very mm-hmm. quick to anger over any other emotion. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of see that come out in her and her be like, you killed my baby. I saw yeah. you eat my baby and take this all out. How did you read that final scene with her and Lottie um, where yeah. she's just beating up Lottie? I mean, I really want to talk about it because I think what's so fascinating about the scene is not just it happening. I feel like that would be pretty wild in and of itself is that Lottie says, you know, take your pain out on me. And Shauna punches her over and over and over again. And nobody stops her like, like nobody that was fascinating to me on top Mm. of that. It is intermingled with the dance party of all yellow jackets, the modern day yellow jackets, all the ones that we know are alive. I think, right. Um, Are, are dancing and drinking and are, and are being friendly. And I, I'm so intrigued by this choice because I, 
don't know if I've had enough time to make sense of what this means. So while so the the thing that sets off Shauna, which you and I chat about, is is the song that gets played, which is Lightning Crashes. Um, mm-hmm. It has lots of uh, content about um, basically um, like a miscarriage, like a placenta falling on the ground. And so Misty is humming it and Shauna freaks out at her humming it. And then Lottie says, no, like beat me up. So while that song is playing, while that it's on the radio and Van turns it up and they're singing and dancing, Shauna is attacking Lottie and it, they feel very contradictory in theme and tone and not even in a way that feels like that's what makes sometimes an interesting montage. I feel like I'm a little bit confused and like I'm missing some piece of this that I, that for my, my money, we have not yet fully been made aware of. of Yeah. So this, yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with you. And I, if I had to like, guess at what they're thinking or what they're trying to convey which is something that i wanted to get into in terms of like if i'm nitpicking right mm-hmm. shauna is responsible for the baby goat this episode right they all have to pick these like chores or whatever yeah. these yeah. workshops they have to do and shauna chooses self-care which turns into taking care of something else very much reminiscent of the 14th gilly and uh, she's handed a baby goat, which is also called a kid, which, you know, it's like we're they're knocking us over the face yeah. with like, you know, similar to mm-hmm. Shauna beating up Lottie. We are the Lottie getting yeah. smacked with these metaphors yeah. right in the face. Right. And the, my um one uh, gripe, I guess, if you, is the term I would use. Um, it felt like all of these revelations, all of these girls, uh, women um, pouring their hearts out to Lottie felt too quick to me almost like it was almost like they flipped switches on some of these characters not specifically stands out to me but um shauna was another one and it could just be because things are heightened and she's already gone through like a lot of stuff more recently and so these emotions are just coming to the surface for her but she has this like very long conversation with lottie about like i'm not gonna kill this goat like uh you know there's zero percent chance that's gonna happen uh you know i'm not gonna let this baby die and then she goes on and on talking about how you know i don't even let myself love my daughter because i'm always afraid that she's just gonna like uh what does she say she yeah she says i'm not crying about the goat i don't know what's happening i've always kept my daughter callie at arm's length out of fear that she would die or that she was never even real to begin with i try to tell myself it's okay um that i'm safe to think of her as mine to just be her mom but I think something is broken. I just can't do it. And so like that to me feels very like cathartic for her to say. I can't imagine that she's ever said these things before. They've probably just been like, deep down inside of her that she's like known that she can't allow herself to love Callie because of this loss that she suffered in the wilderness. And maybe like her unburdening that from herself allows her to have this like joyful moment at the end of the episode again for me it was a little too quick of a switch like you just got here and you're already having these like really deep revelations it felt a little too quick then again it's melanie linsky having this scene and i'm like Mm -hmm. i will literally like die at your feet because you're a queen and i love you so you know see (laughs) i really like it and i i think that i think i'm moving a little bit away from the yellow i i don't see how i can stick on 
our Coriello jackets are so awful to Lottie. I mean, they are awful to Lottie. I mean, Shauna, Shauna just punched her in the face um, repeatedly. A million times. Yeah. A million times. So Lottie taking some sort of like, I, I was much thinking, I was much more thinking that like Lottie was going to have to hide out. And it's like people who are a part of her crew are like the people who are ultimately like succumb to like our pit girl, right? That it's like people in Lottie's crew. That's sort of where I was thinking. And I feel like this episode tells me, no, that that's not happening. And I feel like from what we saw is where does that that ability to make Shauna sort of, you know, use this this self-care therapy where by the end of it, she's talking about which I thought the scene was tremendous. And I thought I thought if the continuation of shauna like in the 90s and dealing with the loss of the baby i thought that the continuation of of um shauna in the um, interrogation room um uh last week and then into this week and this conversation and how that miscarriage affected her a bit her her um i don't want to say ability to mother but her um relationship to being a mom to callie mm -hmm. i thought i thought that the writing of that was so powerful and so good that I'm afraid to love her because I don't know if it's real or I'm worried that she will die one day. I thought is so powerful and such good writing. I feel like for me, what this leads me to believe, and again, this is like, you know, subtext and not in the text, is yeah. that Lottie will continue to be this leader for them, this this person. What she is providing Shauna in 1990 is and I actually maybe would have liked these two scenes mapped up better because I feel like what she's providing Shauna in both scenes is catharsis, right? They're yeah. two wildly different release, versions of, release of, your of, pain, right? It's one sadness yeah. and one is anger, but it is Lottie does provide that to people. And where I yeah. start to think that the Lottie storyline might be going is which, which then I start to have questions about like the symbol but she does view the symbol as protection but essentially what i'm saying is is she unlocking and this is this kind of what she's saying in the um in her therapy that i'm putting in quotation marks is this idea that it's it's this this great darkness that has come with them mm -hmm. and the fact that like while they're doing some of this stuff to try to protect like essentially they might be calling in, they might be getting a bunch of favors that they're going to owe some pretty big payments for. Past due, perhaps. And Lottie might be, because she's been the leader of it, like, we're going to get to Pit Girl at some point. How does Pit Girl come to be in this in this iteration? Right. And it does feel like potentially Lottie is uh, cashing some checks. What is this phrase? Um, writing checks she can't cash. Writing checks she can't cash uh -huh. would be the phrase that I'm thinking that there's so much evil that's coming that is going to, the, the wilderness being like, hey, we saved Shauna. We found Javi. We did all this stuff. You owe us yeah. big time. Um, and the re and the way that that symbol, if she views it as protection from that eventually coming, like if she views it like that's what the man in the cabin did, that's why she has it front and center in her in her camp, right? She she's like um, worried that it's that it's coming, and this is a thing of protection and and whatever. So I feel yeah. like it's a little bit more. I still see Lottie in the victim. Um, as a victim in all of this rather than an evil cult leader, but could be. Wrong. Yeah. I know. I do. Now that we've seen what we've seen, I do tend to lean more in your direction in that she's still very dangerous, right? She is a cult leader. This is true. However, 
it can also be true that like she's helping people right, right. like she is providing people help um right. a, we see a bunch of people uh feel supported and feel like they're able to get a bunch of stuff off their chest this episode because of Lottie and because of what she's providing. Um, what I think what I'm enjoying that the show is doing is Lottie is just as lost as some of these other people. Right. She is not this like all knowing person. She maybe she's more connected with the wilderness. If there is this like supernatural uh, wilderness God person thing entity, um, she maybe she's more tapped in to that. But that doesn't mean that she's not just as lost as some of these other characters, no matter what kind of bluster she's putting up as like, oh, I'm this elevated being, right? Like trying to like uh, <laughs> explain therapy to them or explain healing to them, right? Um, but I'm really yeah. enjoying what they're doing with Lottie. And mm -hmm. I really like how they handle it this episode. And maybe we should talk through some of the other uh, therapeutic uh, workshops that they're, sure. they were all kind of well tasked with. I was just going to um, say that I think the one in other interesting thing is I, I feel like there is a pretty stark difference between the type of cult behavior that's happening in 96 between the cult behavior that's happening in the present day. And I feel like I do feel uh, and, and to like back up my point earlier is that I do feel like in 1996, they're going to get to a point where Lottie realizes like a lot of the ways I've actually been going about this actually um you know, the invoice is going to be too large and they're going to have to to pay up. Whereas mm -hmm. in that's not the feeling I get from the modern day, you know, camp. It's it, it's a much more. And I feel like she's like taking some of the stuff that started to work and feeling like, yeah, but I'm free of all the like the like spiritual wilderness stuff until it starts to creep back into her life because it's been unlocked or returned in some way right like when she's starting to see the antler queen and the bees the blood and the the beehives and all of this stuff is starting to feel like uh oh and now it's happening here too right um so yeah but um, i think the yeah. thing to be afraid of what's interesting is that lottie is when she's getting this kind of positive reinforcement from her quote-unquote therapist she's feeling good about her decision making she's feeling good about this wilderness spirit and what it's trying to guide her to do. It's gathering all the yellow jackets around her, right? She's like, we're going to heal. We're going to do all this stuff. It's not until she realizes that that was just, I'm assuming her schizophrenia again, like I'm not trying to diagnose yep. her, but like that yep. is something she is a diagnosed schizophrenic that she's having hallucinations. Yeah. Um, it is not until that, that the therapist is revealed to be a hallucination that it scares her and that she tries to disband the yellow jacket. She tries to get them to leave. Right. Which I think is super powerful because we've never seen Lottie as scared as she was in that moment to be like, oh, no, like this isn't some kind of this is this is my mind playing tricks on me. And she wasn't even aware of it. And it makes me wonder um, if she's taking her medication because uh, yep. how is she having all these like hallucinations? Right. Um, yeah. So I did. Well, I it did could be real. It could be real as well. It could be real. Could be real. It could be could real. Be we real don't know. antler queen. But uh, I did like what we got to see from the other yellow jackets. You know, Ty it doesn't get too too much this episode. No. More, it's more about her and Van than it is about her herself. She mm -hmm. tells Lottie like, "I'm sleepwalking again," and Lottie tries to explain to her like, "This person is part of you. They maybe they don't want to hurt your family. They just they don't want to be repressed. They want to be able to come out." Which I think is true. I think we could probably say that's that feels right. You know, that like this other version of yourself doesn't want to be pushed down. They want to come to the surface. Yeah. But I'm all if I'm Ty, I'm also like, okay, but they seem very chaotic and I don't want to let them out. 
Yeah, they're they're eating dirt in front of my son's window. So uh, yeah, you know, being I a bit know. creepy. They killed um, my dog. So. <laughs> they did, hey, they it. bought a new dog. What happened to the new dog? Steve. <laughs> who knows? What's Steve? Same doing? thing that happened to Sammy. We don't know where they Wait, are. Wait, yeah, Sammy. What is who's no taking one, care of Sammy? No one knows. Sammy's at school still. Huh. Um, wow. Ty's maybe being a bad parent. <laughs> um, certainly. Considering the oh. fact that she also takes out with her ex-girlfriend while her wife that she put in the hospital is still oh. in the hospital in a coma. That's so true. And not she right. also is an elected member of the United States government and is not there. Nope, not there. <laughs> yep. Ty is really doing bad things. But at oh. the same time, I'm not sure about you, but I did give a little like, woo, when when her and Van kissed. Because I, I was yeah. very I was very happy about it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes me a bad person. But I yeah, was very happy fine. to see them kiss. And uh, so, yeah, we do hear from Van that she she is sick with cancer. She only has a few months to live. Yeah. Um. We talked about this a little bit already, but like, I I do like this this storyline because I also think it gives a little bit of credence to the possibility of the wilderness with the lead or the mercury poisoning, right? Like all of those things, it could mm. cause cancer. Um. Or we could look at it the way Lottie looks at it later in the episode when she says like repressing all of these memories and emotions and feelings for so many years could make you sick. Uh, at which point Van like gets up and walks off. Cause like, I can't imagine she wants yeah. to hear that. Um, I have a new segment called prediction time. Do you want to hear the jingle? Yes. It's prediction time, prediction time. Uh, so I think Van, so <laughs> two things, two things. Van either doesn't have cancer and is evil, but my, my actual real prediction is mm-hmm. either this season or next season. At some point, we're gonna like go to a doctor's office. Fans gonna get her blood work back and be like, "You are, you are actually cancer free." Uh, oh, oh the wilderness gosh. provides. The wilderness provides. You might be right. But, but Part of I was wondering though, yeah. like, how long are they getting Lauren Ambrose for the show? You know, like, is she is she committed to the, doing the show? Yeah. Um. But I I I agree with you. I do really. Uh, sorry. Uh. That's the end of prediction time. It was prediction time. I do. I do like. I do like the the idea of somebody who was so close to death now being close to death. Like I think that that is really like interesting. How many interesting. times has Van almost died on the show? Yeah. To put so somebody in front of that. Yeah. It makes me actually mm-hmm. lean into your theory a bit more because knowing that she almost died in when they crashed, literally in the fire when they crashed, almost got eaten by wolves. Like, uh, there another been another time besides starving? Uh, I that might be it think so might be it but still three times is still a lot (laughs) um and so then to have her almost die of cancer also feels kind of right we also don't know she doesn't say what type of cancer she has not that it matters but i was curious um she doesn't say i thought she was close to saying she says months um but i thought she was going to be like stage four but she doesn't say she doesn't say any of that no no um so that's kind of van and ty's journey and then we just we have to talk about misty because the segment of her and the deprivation tank might be one of my favorite segments on all of the show. It's really good. I love um, one of my favorite things on TV shows is when they use footage from the show in their credits. And there's this been this image of Misty in the credits that I feel like people have screen grabbed a lot. And yeah. then um, it actually was revealed in this episode that it's like from her, um, from her like manic dream state so I, I really did love that it, uh yeah that it was in here yeah yeah it's yeah. so funny we get like because we know she's a big musical theater nerd and i so apologize to anybody who's like oh this is a reference to this this and that 
I, 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 I'm not no. going to recognize the references. So if there are references, please let me know. Pushercups.com slash buzz, buzz, buzz. If you're like, this is for sure like a Chicago reference or I whatever. Guess that was from The Great Escape, I think, right? <laughs> right? I know. I I'll ask know. Josh. I'll ask Josh if it's. Are you? Do you did that joke? Oh, over oh the Ted Lasso Wiggler? joke. The Ted Lasso yeah, Ted Lasso joke. Lasso now I get it. Story. Yeah, it's from. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but the whole thing was very cute and very fun and like Misty is like dreaming of Walter. Right? She's having all these like flashes to Walter and Grace. You took the time to figure out what he was saying to her in his little heart Morse code. Jess, I was watching the episode and I did not have it in me at the t- at the moment because I had something, you know, that I like to do this where I like, I have exactly an hour to do something. And yes. so I'm going to watch the episode. So I couldn't pause and translate the Morse code. But I said, if I have time, I shall translate this Morse code to figure out this clue and how exciting that I'm going to translate the Morse code. And I'm going to figure out, it's going to say Caligula is the antler queen or something. And I'm going to figure out yeah, everything ridiculous. Yeah. I took the time to do it. And uh, Walter Morse codes. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over. Just once, actually. Just once. Wait, and then, doesn't and then it, it go in a circle like a whole? It so I know, but Morse code takes a lot. Like it's a lot. Like each. That like, was all right? just "I love you." All mm-hmm. that just said mm-hmm. "I love you." Yep. Morse code feels like a really big waste of time. That's why they've like shortened it to like SOS, right? Like if they, <laughs> yeah, because it's uh whatever SOS stands for. They're not gonna do the whole thing. How long did it take you to uh, decode this? Not that long. I waited for the whole okay, thing to great. be on the screen, and then I paused it, and then I typed it, and you know, it actually took me probably twice as long because I, I couldn't figure out which way I should be reading input, it, reading yeah. it because it was flowing uh, left, to right. left to right, but you actually had to type it in like each word you had to. But it's very it was very confusing, but I did figure out that it was because it, it wasn't like ibifnif finifit. It was I love you, or the, those are the two options. So I I I fifty fifty. I could be wrong. Yeah, it could be ibifnif, um, and ibifnif fit could could be the 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 key to unlocking this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. But this this whole scene was so funny and just so well done, and the. The only question I have, which I'll probably get into a little bit more in depth with Marissa on our deep dive, is when we're watching this entire sequence play out, there are these like images that hover, right? One is a set of wings, which is like, okay, reference to Caligula makes sense. Yeah. Um, there is a needle, which again makes sense because she kind of uses the needle to insert the drugs to kill Jessica Roberts. Yep. Also, she has a needle on her when she gets to the cult compound. Right. Um, the flight recorder that is like broken open also makes sense. Now the other thing I saw looked kind of like a hatchet or something. I don't know if this has been shown in the show yet, if we've seen her using it potentially. Like, it doesn't particularly look like what she used to chop off Coach Ben's leg. Um, so hmm. if you know what this means, reach out to us and let me know because I, I, I need the Reddit detectives to help me out. I need the citizen detectives to help me out here. I don't know what it was, but my eyes keyed in on that. Real tight. I was like, what is that? Is that a sneak? Is it an Easter egg? Is it something for the future? What is it? So So, interesting. No, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell that it was the transponder. So uh, you beat me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could see it was a flight recorder. Um, But uh, I do love the little pet pep talk that Caligula gives Misty where she's like, do people just see me as like a murderer, like someone desperate for love? (laughs) Uh, And he's like, you're looking at the floor when you should be looking at the magic. How much do we all count on you? How many times did you get the ball over the goal line? Take it to the, take it from the bird who was named after a Roman emperor who was also unjustly accused of heinous acts. You're not a murderer. You're a closer. (laughs) 
the the Caligula accent is great because it's kind of New Yorky, but not it completely. Is. Yeah, you have uh, a closer, like, baby. You're yeah, closer. Sentence. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking at the last image. It is like yeah, like a cleaver, a hammer. Like it's almost not... like a it's rounded on one side and it has a pointy Point end, on the, end on the other. It kind of looks like uh like an ice pick type of thingy yeah. that you would use if you're like climbing an icy wall and you need a pick in the you know yeah. i don't know what those things are um, called so um yeah i loved all the present day misty stuff i thought that was really great in 1996 there's kind of two storylines here with misty which is one is that um kristen not crystal um is not to be found and and i will say i do you have the? Uh, you said you had a nitpick earlier about the one scene. I I have a really big. Is it the way the snow looks? The snow looks so bad. The snow looks like <laughs> so the powdered mashed so potatoes that you get at a fast food restaurant that come from like the powder it, that you mix with water. It does really... not look like snow. There's and also I can't. Uh, another nitpick about the snow situation because I know we're talking about it here. When yeah. so they open the door, all the snow piles in, right? Um, and, uh, Ty walks outside and it's like, they've already shoveled when they're walking around looking for <laughs> crystal. They're not yeah. even trudging through any snow. Yeah. I'm like, where did all the snow go? The snow looks terrible. Anybody who has yeah, ever I'm... lived in any winter climate would I'm look so at the snow sorry. and be like, not snow. I'm so sorry. Showtime, but it, uh, it's a good thing. You're not named snow time. Um, because it's not, is that a bad joke? That's a bad joke. Up your, uh, up your snow budget. Yeah, come on. Um, yeah, it was not good. Misty looking through the snow, Ben falling in the snow, all was very fake snow. But it it's was fine. Very, I love the like, show. So. Just like poofs out in a way yeah. the snow doesn't do. Yes, like that's right. snow, you just that's kind right. of it just like squishes in usually. Yeah. Poof out um, like that. So Misty cannot find Krista. She cannot find her. Um, yeah, her she's body's not, at not the there. Of the cliff. Mm-hmm. So okay, there was a blizzard. I can't imagine there's like animals roaming around that just ate her. No, that no, I don't think. I mean, she a sacrifice that the wilderness demanded, Grace. I mean, it. I mean, it certainly. You know, it, another show could be like, you know, oh, the bear came and ate her, but that's not the show. The show is like she's gone for mystery reasons. Mm-hmm. I actually, you know, Tavi was away for a while and then showed back up, but I know that Tavi like was barely around this episode. He was barely around. Um, but it feels like. Yeah, wherever Javi went is where my money is on where Kristen went. Fair. Dead or alive, I think. Yeah, I could see that. Um, And then the other like misty storyline in the in the in the 90s is when she after she gets back from looking for Crystal's body, um, she can't find it. She climbs up the cliff and I kind of called this. This is my other like not a nitpick, more of like a general gripe about this season that I don't have a ton of them. Um, I'm kind of over the Coach Ben stuff like kill him don't kill him <laughs> i'm done enough with this enough with the visions like it felt very heavy-handed to me to have like paul it felt like oh it's very an obvious like homage to purgatory where he's like oh he's not ready yet you have yeah. to leave here we've had enough ben like shaves his face which is like he doesn't want to die looking like not himself i would assume he looks like he's gonna take a step off of the cliff misty stops him she <laughs> Misty's tactics are very interesting. I'll say you're gay. I'll say you're gay. <laughs> I'll say you impregnated Shauna and you were trying to impregnate all of us. And also you're gay. Yeah, and also well, you're gay. Um, conflicting but stories there. What, yeah. what ultimately gets him to not jump is her saying, like, please, I tried so hard uh, to keep the baby alive. I'm so sorry. Please don't do it. 
I can't have another death on my hands. And I will say it felt like even though we'd seen Misty fake cry like two other times this episode, this felt real. This felt genuine to me. Yeah, I I I really like it. I thought it was really powerful. I I would have I would be maybe a little intrigued to have a little bit more of how this impacts Misty in the present day. I feel like that's maybe where I'm like feeling like there's a bit of a disconnect. Like this is such a sad Misty who's essentially she's not saying it to Ben, but you know, the the bait she's talking about the baby, but she also knows that she's killed Crystal. Um, and then she's worried that she's going to be there when Ben jumps off the cliff. And like, that's so much for a kid, like a girl to, to, to go through is essentially yeah. feel like you have two and almost three deaths on your hands that weighs so emotionally. And that scene is so powerful. I, I do feel a smidge, like none of that has come through in the modern day. And I, and I, I will say, I don't know that I need it, need her. To, I don't need her to be sad. I actually love this happy go lucky version of Misty, but I almost want a smidge of the, like that, that being the veneer to, to cover up maybe some of the, I mean, I guess I don't want her to be sad, but even if it's to cut, like not to cover it up, but like, how did she figure out how to deal with some of this stuff that she went through? That was obviously so traumatic. I do think one interesting note that came up in the um, adult yellow jacket scene is and this is specifically Ty, I think, who says, and maybe no, Shauna notes it as well. They talk about not really remembering, and Shauna says, like, you know what? If I like did a bunch of awful stuff, I actually don't want to remember it. And so, this idea that I feel like this is one of the first times this has come up is that they might have been missing memories either through blocking out trauma or something more supernatural that has made them forget yeah. a bunch of stuff that they did. They know that they did bad stuff. But that that to me feels the most like that could explain why Misty is the if she doesn't remember the 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 um the yeah. miscarriage and Crystal, then you know, that maybe would explain I, why she's pretty happy go lucky in the modern day. I guess I would just I feel like it's more on purpose that they're they're purposefully leaning into Misty as this character who I mean, let's be honest, like there there could be a little bit of truth to what Mari is saying about Crystal in that she is a bit unfeeling, right? Like she and not about that Misty? Yeah, like yeah. not that grief is not everybody reacts to traumatic situations differently. So this is not me judging Misty's reaction to things. But she does but, have an emotional reaction when Ben no, is she, gonna kill himself. She does. She does cry about that, but it's uh the way I viewed it is more um like selfishly like I don't want to be blamed for another person's death I'm here if I'm here when it happens they're gonna blame me they're gonna think I did something they already are suspicious of crystal they're gonna be even more suspicious of me now I viewed it as more like a selfish like a self-interest thing versus Mm -hmm. a I don't want you to actually die and I could be you know misreading that situation but I mean we've seen Misty able to make herself comfortable with things that most people would be very uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. She killed Jessica Roberts, right? We, in the very beginning of the show, as a as a kid, we see her watching a, a rat drown in a pool. Like, she does stuff. People are, she jokes with Shauna. She's joshing Shauna about uh, killing Adam. You know, sure. she doesn't necessarily, there's something off uh, with the way she's dealing with things socially. And I don't know if that, like, I'm not comfortable putting labels on her in terms of, like, psychopath or, you know, any of those types of things. People think she's a serial killer, right? Like, that's a whole thing. I just think there is an aspect of Misty that, like, 
doesn't feel those things on the mm-hmm. same level that other people do. It's more mm-hmm. of a people are going to think I'm weird. People don't accept me. All I want is to be accepted and people don't accept ex- accept me for who I am. And coach, if you jump off the cliff, they're going to blame me. They're going right. to think I did it because I drugged you once and because I was in love with you, right? Like right. it feels more self-interested than uh, actually I don't want you to die. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think I'm mostly with you. I do like that Ben is an LGBTQ character on the show. I think for me, where I'm feeling is like, ah, uh, so much time on the one adult male of the LGBTQ, you know, it's like, just, uh, it's in just like the flashes are too much. Like, how yeah. many of these are we going to get? Like, I get it. The guy is starving. Like, just if you're going to kill him off, just kill him off. Like, enough with this already. I've just had enough of the visions, I think. Yeah, I maybe would have, like, I, I feel like if this time could be better spent. Like, I joked with you, Jess. I was like, who's backwards hat girl? And you're like, she's been around. I was like, okay, I really don't remember her. And I, I feel like Only from season two. Yeah, like, there are some right. new red coats that showed up. Crystal was one of them. Um, There's the two girls that are discussing eating Crystal. They're both right. new red right. coats as of the season. Yeah backwards tag girl I'm like who is this um but then uh, you know on the other hand it's like yeah I, yeah anyway i i don't mind the coach bends up and again it's an lgbtq storyline so i'm like at least it's that's it's that but yeah a little bit of like you know the um teenage girl uh soccer show and 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 with a lot of time on the like male adult coach but you know yeah like i would even rather this time be spent on travis and javi you know what i mean like right i just feel like they've been largely ignored for a little bit like i feel like we haven't spent enough time on like where the hell javi was and like what's his deal and also um, like ben's the most likely to be eaten and so we're all just i'm like i don't care right yeah exactly it's kind of like why am i wasting my time we know he's gonna be turned into broth really soon yeah um but but yeah, then uh, I think the last thing we have to go over is basically the the very the very end with Shauna, kind mm-hmm. of the the two versions of two Shaunas. We have Shauna who is beating up Lonnie or Lottie, and uh, Shauna who gets the phone call from Jeff saying Adam's body was found in the park. Now I have to do my research because I remember they dismembered Adam, and I remember. Uh, Misty saying, well, without a head and hands, they're going to, you can't do anything with a torso. Um, I just don't remember which part of him they buried in the park. So mm. I will have to go back and, and look and see, cause I'm not sure. I mean, Adam um, feels like a guy with tattoos and if he had a tattoo, that might be bad news for fair for yeah. Shauna. Uh, maybe an oversight from, from, uh, from Misty. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, not great for Shauna. But, I mean, here's the thing. We're on episode seven of, well, this is the anti-penultimate. There are nine episodes this season. Um, are we going to leave the season without the Adam storyline being wrapped? Because I'm kind of like, I mean, my patience is wearing a bit thin with the Adam of it all. I, I feel like there's a thing that happens in TV shows where I'm, I'm expecting one of two things. This is either Shauna is, like, they... They have enough evidence to know. I think they have to have enough evidence to know that like Sean is at least a major suspect in this whole thing. So it's that or how how do they write themselves out of this corner? And that's mostly how I'm feeling about this storyline is it feels like they've painted themselves into a corner that's very tricky to get out of. Mm -hmm. And this is where like I would expect like, you know, even I don't even know how they get out of this. But I mean, the 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 most likely answer to me is that although it feels too soon for this is let's all go to the wilderness, right? Like let's be off the grid essentially. Um, Because 
just being on the run, I guess, doesn't feel good. Shauna, in, I guess you could have Shauna in jail, but I, I mean, she's already, she's been so isolated from the rest of the Yellow Jackets the whole time. I don't want her to be in jail. So no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm a little bit with you that it was like, God, this is the cliffhanger. Is like we they found Adam's body. I'm like, okay, I sure because they sure. had me up until then. Like I was loving all the adult Yellow Jackets content this episode. And then they had to go and pull that. And I was like, oh, but Shauna just got here. Like, I was like very frustrated. Mom, I, just got to, I just got to camp, mom. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's how I felt. And uh, and I just felt like, I guess yeah. I bob and weave a bit into like, uh, which storyline is hitting better for me in terms of the 90s or the present day. And I felt like it was infinitely more interesting Shauna beating up Lottie than Adam's <laughs> body being discovered. You know what? I will tell you. Jeff continues to have some of the best line reads of the show in which he calls her and has to pretend like they don't know that they killed this individual and is being like, so that man that you had an affair with, do you remember him? Like they found his remains. Oh Uh, yeah. His, his remains, his remains. Yeah. His remains. That was pretty funny. It was really good. Uh, So we'll, we'll see what happens from there. But I, again, I really did like this episode. I felt like, it did a lot, especially with setting up Van and, and and Lottie, who we are playing catch up with, you know, like we didn't have mm-hmm. them in season one. Mm-hmm. So to get more information about them and 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 we also learned that Lottie has been out of Switzerland uh, for like 10 years or something like yeah. that, which Van and- didn't seem to to know. No, Again, she if not. she's lying, you know, maybe she is. I, I did to the to be fair, I actually I, in my van is evil. I this does not mean that she's working with Lottie. Oh, okay. You're saying she could have a separate agenda. I think that she could be doing blood sacrifices that is causing things to happen at Lottie's camp that Lottie Ooh. doesn't realize why it's happening. That's yeah. my that's my thing. With oh, one one character we didn't really hit on that again was a bit. I know I say I love this episode and I feel like I'm cutting them with a ton of nitpicks, yeah, but fun. like I something bothered me about the way Nat did like a full 180 in like 20 seconds on this place. Like suddenly she is gung ho like heliotrope woman like hear me roar about this cult and it was very weird like suddenly she knew all the jargon all the healing methods is really into all this group therapy stuff and i'm like girl since when <laughs> since she tried to confront nat and or Lottie and didn't find any information and found that it's pretty it's on the up and up right and that maybe it's a thing that has worked for people i think especially lisa so I, guess I, I, didn't, I didn't bother me at all. Quick. I don't know. Maybe I'm just nitpicking. It just feels like they just got there and already so many of them are like in on this therapy thing. And maybe they're all just searching for something to help, right? Like, I guess that's possible. It just felt like so, so supremely quick for Listen, me. Listen, somebody who like went to summer camp and immediately was like, I think I want to like spend like uh, next 10 summers here. <laughs> I think I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about from this episode, Grace? It was it was a good yeah. one. I loved it. Music is good. Something in the way by Nirvana. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. Good episode. Yeah, really good episode. Um, of course, this isn't our only coverage. We're going to be back later this week. Uh, Marissa and myself will be doing the deep dive podcast. If you have theories 
thoughts, things that I didn't pick up on that you did that you want to point out, poshercups.com slash buzz, buzz, buzz. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you could do so at poshercups.com slash yellow jackets. Or if you want to do poshercups.com slash subscribe, you can see all of the amazing content we are putting out. We have Ted Lasso. We have Yellow Jackets Succession. Like, it's all there. Go check it out. Uh, Barry, a lot of good stuff. Uh, and if you want to become a patron, poshercups.com slash Patreon is the way to do that. Um, you could support us at any level, and it's lovely. And if you want to give us a rating and review, also, please feel free to do so. We love getting compliments mm-hmm. and five stars. It's lovely. Um, Grace, where can people find you if they want to see what you're up to? I'm on Twitter at Hi from Grace. Talking Succession, movies, dark, all sorts of stuff. I'm at the Jess Sterling, mostly talking Succession and Yellow Jackets. And you can also find me on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, which is at Shit 90s Pod. Uh, we'll be back next week with the penultimate episode of wow. Season 2. <laughs> I want to cry, but it's okay. You know what? I'll just have to rewatch it a gazillion times before season three comes out. Um, so uh, until next time, a leaky boom boom dang.